0: friend welcome back to the let's talk wildlife podcast episode six and boy am I excited for this episode I definitely felt like it was a perfect time to research this animal and give you guys this episode I have been watching and if you do not know who Matt Wright is I would highly recommend getting familiar with him. Uh, Matt Wright has a TV show called uh, Outback Wrangler, and he tracks down, he captures, and he will transport crocodiles who are posing a threat to the local people uh, up in the Northern Territory. He does a phenomenal job in protecting our crocodiles. He is absolutely incredible. He's new. TV show Wild Territory is out now season one it is it's incredible it it shows you more into his his life his personal life but the crocodiles that they have been rescuing the work that they put in it is just incredible so I thought this would be a perfect time to have a conversation about our crocodiles here in Australia and I also feel like It wouldn't be an Australian podcast without talking about, I I personally think, one of our most well-known creatures here in Australia. Plus, crocodiles are so exciting and it is truly a privilege to be existing together at the same time. It is just (laughs) so incredible. It was definitely... A little tricky to kind of pinpoint where I wanted to start this episode and which crocodiles to include. I mean, there are about 24 species of crocodilian, and they are divided into three families or subfamilies. So, of course, we have all of our crocodile species, we've got alligators, gharials, and caimans. So, There's quite a lot, but if we were going to cover all of these species, we would be here for about two hours. (laughs) I have narrowed it down to just one of our crocodile species here in Australia. So let's jump straight in. Welcome to the Let's Talk Wildlife podcast. And this is our conversation on the estuarine crocodile. So the Estrian crocodile is most well known or mostly referred to as the saltwater crocodile, but it is not exactly true to its name. It can be found in salty water, oceans uh, and the sea, but it is commonly found in freshwater, so rivers, uh, creeks, billabongs. So these crocodiles can tolerate uh, salinities from... which would be fresh water to full strength seawater. Uh, Every single crocodile that I have encountered or saltwater crocodile has in fact been in freshwater. The reason behind why they can do this and swap going from fresh to salt is just like the bull shark which I would absolutely love to make an episode about because they are phenomenal creatures. So these salt glands for the saltwater crocodile are located on their tongue and they secrete a concentrated level of salt solution or salty water without losing that water in the process. So when they swap from their saltwater habitat to their freshwater, they will secrete all of the salt out but keep the water that is important uh, for the crocodile survival. Another big reason um, as to why the saltwater crocodile does not inhabit just salt water is because they are cold-blooded so if they are only living in the middle of the ocean they will potentially die they are cold-blooded so they rely on external sources Of heat to regulate their body temperature. So they need throughout the day to get to land to heat themselves back up. If they are only in the ocean, there is no land around for them to be able to do this. So that is why you will find crocodiles sitting in the sun um, to warm themselves up. And then when they get too hot, they will swim and jump back in the water to cool themselves down again. They get pretty dormant and quite slow in cooler seasons, get pretty sluggish, uh, they don't move as quickly. This is because they're not warm enough. There is no warm outside source to help heat themselves back up and regain energy. If you encounter um, crocodiles in the wild, you will most likely see them up on the riverbank with their mouth open. This is not a sign of aggression. This is not a sign that they are going to eat (laughs) you or eat anything in that moment. It is actually uh, to release heat. They do not sweat. Their body doesn't generate sweat. So again, when they are trying to warm up in the sun, they will open their mouth when they get a little bit too warm to release any heat. All of these traits and characteristics that the saltwater crocodile has and their adaptations are insane they have evolved to maximize their heat gain but to minimize their water loss with having their salt glands and also knowing how and when to regulate their body temperature they are just so so incredible <laughs> It's, it's really no surprise why they have existed for so long on Earth. They first appeared around 240 million years ago. They are, in fact, one of the oldest living creatures on Earth today. Being this old means that the Estrine crocodile was around in the Mesozoic era. It blows my mind. They have existed for so long I can't even fathom even a thousand years, let alone 100 million years. In universal time, humans have literally been around for less than a second. They are the largest reptile in the world, the saltwater crocodile. These magnificent beasts can actually grow to around seven meters in length. Typically, though, They are usually found around 3 to 5 meters in length, the males being larger than the females and they can weigh up to and even greater than 1,000 kilograms and they typically live in the wild for around 70 years. Our saltwater crocodiles inhabit waters ranging from Broome over in WA into the entire Northern Territory, all the way over to far North Queensland and down our coast to roughly around Rockhampton. So it is really important guys to be crocwise wise when we are exploring or traveling up into those areas because they are there. They are most definitely there and they are ambush predators. So it's really important. They're not going to be there making a big splash and Hey guys, I'm here, look at me. They will go unnoticed. So it's really important to um, have knowledge on where they live and just be croc wise, guys. <laughs> Our salty is a carnivore. So they prey on fish, mammals, birds, uh, even cows if they are ha- inhabiting waters around farms. And they can even take down uh, water buffalo. I feel like there is a lot of myth to their infamous death roll. A small amount of people have the wrong idea when it comes to the death roll. So this behavior is actually reserved only for larger prey. So they will typically drown their prey first. And this death roll, after the animal is already dead, just their bite alone can and will kill their prey so they will kill it drown it and now with larger prey because their teeth are made for gripping and not ripping apart limbs so they will do this infamous death roll to remove limbs and tear apart the animal so it's much easier for them to consume. The saltwater crocodile is quite fast Uh, In short bursts in the water they can get to around 30 kilometers an hour which is about two, three, three times faster than the fastest human swimmer. So again we we definitely want to make sure we're being safe when we know that there are crocodiles inhabiting the waters where we either live or we're traveling to. On land they can usually in Short distances as well get to about 20 kilometers, but again, on they're ambush predators, so they're not really going to be running towards their prey to catch their dinner. So on land, they travel at about two to four kilometers an hour. So, but again, we don't want to be approaching crocodiles, whether in water or on land, we want to be keeping a safe distance and giving them their space because it is their home they have no choice but to live where they do so we have no right in going into their environment in their home and disturbing them and making them feel uncomfortable that's really important to remember so although they are relatively fast in the water they are ambush predators this means that they will sit stationary and wait for their prey to come to them. So the first few seconds when they accelerate rather explosively out of the water is when their greatest speed will be to catch their prey. They can stay submerged for roughly about two hours under the water and be waiting for their next meal and it's crazy this method of hunting has not been changed for about 60 Five million years. That is how great and successful they are at being ambush predators and they typically hunt at night which definitely gives them an advantage over other animals and their prey that are coming closer to the water side and if you watch our crocodile documentaries or even on Matt Wright's TV show, you will notice when he's feeding his crocodiles that he has up in his camp, which are all rescued, may I add, you will notice that they slap either the bird or whatever piece of meat they are feeding the crocodile, they will slap it on the water. This is to kind of imitate prey in the wild. So, whether a kangaroo is drinking at the water, our edge, this imitates that to get the crocodile's attention. And you most definitely do not want to be that prey by the water's edge. I can tell you that much. They have around 60 to 110 teeth. And something which happens in sharks as well is that their teeth, uh, once they lose one, it will grow back. Uh, They will get another one coming through. So throughout their lifetime, they can have roughly around 4,000 teeth. You do not want to be in getting caught in those teeth or their jaws, their jaws have one of the strongest bite forces. So a human can um, or does have a bite force of about 100 pounds of pressure per square inch. A crocodile, the saltwater crocodile, has around 5,000 pounds of pressure per square inch, which is, I can't even comprehend that number. That is such a a huge and strong bite force. I believe it's since they do have the strongest, it's a high number. It's like 10 times stronger than a great white shark. And we all know how successful and how powerful the jaws of a great white shark are and can be the saltwater crocodile 10 times. The great white shark has nothing on the saltwater croc. That is also another pretty great way to differentiate an alligator from a crocodile is their teeth so a crocodile's teeth you can see all of them from a side view an alligator though you can only see their top so their bottom teeth fit perfectly in little holes in their jaw that's a good way to work that one out also their snouts are very different crocodiles typically have a v-shape snout that's very long. Uh, They have a tongue that cannot move. Their eyes are located on the top of their head. They do produce tears and I think, I may not be correct here, but I think that may be where that whole saying about crocodile tears come from, but it's not an emotional feeling for the crocodile. They produce these tears to help keep bacteria to a minimum. So, they're not sad or having any hard feelings. They also have webbed feet and an extremely strong tail to help them propel through the water. That's one thing that I think people forget is because we're so focused on the front end of a crocodile and how strong their teeth are and their jaws and how beautiful they look, may I add. We forget that they have this extremely long, powerful, strong tail and you do not want to be at the back end of a crocodile or the front but the back is that tail, you do not want to be hit with it at all. It will send you flying over. When the crocodile is lunging out of the water to hunt its prey, The tail is what it uses to accelerate. Uh, So the tail is very, very, very powerful. I also believe that the brain is the most advanced of any reptile, which is slightly hard to believe considering that their brain makes up, I think it's 0.01% of their body weight. So let's take a three-meter crocodile that three-meter crocodile's brain will be the size of a nut. It is, <laughs> it's it's bizarre because they are really intelligent creatures. So to have a brain that small, it's very strange. <laughs> I would say that that complexity of their brain comes from their ancestors and also having that 100 million years to evolve. Crocodiles aren't these huge, big, dopey, dinosaurs they are intelligent and they have so many evolutionary advantages like all their senses and it's they are truly magnificent I can't I can't stress that enough they are so incredible and to think that they are living right now as I'm as I'm having this conversation about them it's truly spectacular So a characteristic or a trait that the saltwater crocodile has, like several aquatic mammals, like orcas, dolphins, and birds, they have the capability of unihemispheric sleep. So what this is, is all these animals and the estuarine crocodile can shut down only half of its brain at a time, including keeping one eye open. Is that saying, like sleeping with one eye open? saltwater crocodile really does so there's quite a few great reasons as to why that they have evolved this way uh, like orcas as well and dolphins it is to stay alert to still have that environment environmental visual uh, to pick up on any movement uh, around them as well for looking out for potential danger whilst they are sleeping so they really do Sleep with one eye open. Only one half of their brain sleeps while the other half stays awake, which truly is incredible. I'm not too sure how great sleep would be. And I wonder if humans had that ability, if you would still feel tired the next day. I'm not too sure, (laughs) but um, it's definitely worth researching, I think. (laughs) With the Saltwater crocodile being a reptile means that they lay eggs and they sexually mature at about 10 to 12 years old for a female and around 16 years old for a male. These crocodiles have rather a long incubation period of about 80 days and something really cool is the gender of the baby is determined at around three weeks in the process so it all comes down to the climate and the heat of their environment so the cooler the environment so anything under roughly 31 30 degrees will be a female and anything coming over 31 or 32 degrees celsius will typically be a male so that's rather cool And a female will lay around 50 eggs, but unfortunately only about 1% of these eggs or these babies after they hatch will make it to maturity, to teenage adulthood, which is, it's sad, but that's sort of how it is in the animal kingdom. Even turtles are the same. I believe it's around one or around one in 1,000 turtles survive to adulthood Uh, So hatchlings can die from dehydration if they're not making it to the ocean fast enough. Also, other animals prey on young turtles. They are slow. They are kind of hopeless, making it all the way back to the ocean. So birds, crabs, uh, and other animals can prey upon the young. So it really is such a small amount. And that's why it's really important for us humans to be protecting these animals and making sure that the populations continue because if only one in 1,000 are making it to to adulthood, uh, we don't want to lose our turtles and turtles are really important to the ecosystem. I would love to also <laughs> do uh, an episode on our turtles because they are absolutely so important for our ecosystem and to us and to having a healthy planet and not even adult turtles but I believe the unhatched eggs left behind uh, on the beaches actually provide nutrients for the vegetation such as like beach grasses and stuff on on the beach. So turtles are magnificent. They are so beautiful. They are so majestic and quite friendly as well. But we can definitely talk about our turtles in another episode. I would I would have a lot of fun researching that one, I think. Back To our saltwater crocodiles, there are around 100,000 to 200,000 living in Australia. The majority actually lives in the Northern Territory. So the Northern Territory has the highest population, uh, more than Queensland and Western Australia combined. There are a few threats to our saltwater crocodiles here in Australia. They don't have many predators since they are so large and and if they did I don't think they would have been existing for so many millions of years but humans are a huge threat unfortunately. Uh, Loss of habitat, illegal killing, their eggs and meat are eaten and I think we're all pretty caught up on their skin being valuable so made into bags and shoes and all that nasty stuff so this really threatens their populations. Fortunately our saltwater crocodiles are protected uh, here in Australia which is fantastic. We also have to remember with humans being intelligent, air quotes, intelligent beings and the most intelligent life on earth, we have to remember that we make the decision to enter their homes And their habitats we are well aware that they are there we know that they that's their home so when we're making that educated decision to enter these environments it's not all about the human it's not all about you anymore when you've entered their natural habitat their natural instinct is to hunt is to eat so they don't look at you and go, oh, that's a human. They look at you and go, oh, that's a potential food source. So we, we have to remember that these animals, our wildlife, they're incredible. And there are so many that have intelligent traits, like the orca. Dolphins in general are incredibly smart. But in a sense, <laughs> humans are still more intelligent. We dominate, I guess, in a way, this planet. Humans are the biggest threat to our wildlife. Wildlife is not a threat to humans at all. So we have to remember that. And that is why people like Matt Wright do incredible jobs because it's important to have a balanced population with our wildlife. And Matt Wright goes out and instead of killing our crocodiles, he rescues them because it's protect over kill. If there is a crocodile giving the locals trouble or getting too close, again, if there's fishermen fishing and there's a crocodile that's inhabiting that creek or lagoon or billabong, it's important to remove the crocodile to its own sanctuary so it can have all the food at once and not getting close to humans. And that is what we need to be doing with all of our wildlife. We need to live in harmony alongside our wildlife. So it's not wildlife over humans or humans over wildlife. All life is the same. We all breathe. We all have a brain. We all are living organisms here on Earth. So it's really important. And like Matt Wright, who goes out and protects the crocodiles and just removes them from the locals so the locals can go about their fishing again and the crocodile can be moved to an even better spot for them and they can have all the fish that they would like and live peacefully and not have loud humans around and making making a lot of noise. This is why it's really important to be educated and I think even programs should be sort of given to the locals um, as to how you can live alongside the crocodile and crocodiles and what makes it easier and what not to do and who to call when a crocodile is causing a bit of trouble in the local community, it's it's really important, even having national parks for the crocodiles to be protected. so it's it's about removing the problem crocodile in the local community before it escalates, before it gets to causing a problem or taking a human life or even a human taking a crocodile's life. It's really important to have those protected areas uh, for our crocodiles. As humans, we need to protect our world's biodiversity. As intelligent beings, it's really important to know about our biodiversity and about keeping our ecosystem healthy. It, It seems simple and it sort of is in a way, but it's not easy. It takes a lot of work and a lot of humans to come together. But we are all making significant changes, whether small or big, every day it's It's a good thing, and we're all learning and we're learning at our own pace, but we are definitely doing a lot of good for our environment and for our wildlife and that makes me incredibly happy it It truly does. I am hoping you have learned. A little bit about our saltwater crocodile here in Australia and have so much more of an appreciation for these old living dinosaurs and how cool it is to be living alongside animals like the estering crocodile. It's magnificent. It truly is. But Remember guys to be crockwise when going into areas we know that they inhabit. That's really important. Usually there's signs put up, but go to wildlife sanctuaries, get out there. When I say interact with wildlife, I don't mean going out and trying to wrestle a crocodile. I just mean observing from a safe distance and, you know, monitoring them and seeing them in the natural environment I always say it's really important and it it truly is to be able to see how they live their behaviors why they have existed for so long Uh, we could definitely humans can definitely learn a lot from our wildlife but thank you so much if you have made it all the way to the end of this episode crocodiles have a very very special place in my heart So recording this episode was so much fun and I even learned and that's that's the great thing when I'm researching I'm learning new stuff as well and it's fun because I then can come to you guys and tell you about what I've learned so it's a lot of fun it it really is so I hope you've learned a little bit thank you so much and I will be seeing you this time next week.